This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. We're just going to, we're just going to enjoy the word of God this morning. If you'll turn with me, if you've got your Bibles to Psalm 116, he says, I love the Lord. That's a great way to start a Psalm, isn't it? He says, I love the Lord. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and made my supplication, which means I love the Lord because we have relationship with each other. We have conversations with each other. We walk with each other and talk with each other. He says, I love God because God is not some being far, far away. He's intimate. He's close. He says, because he has inclined his ear to me, therefore, I will call upon him as long as I live. Notice. He says, I'm going to have conversation with him for forever. For the whole course of my life, I'm going to have access to God. And he, that's a great reason to start singing. It's a great re- reason to live. And, and not only that, I'm going to have a relationship with God in eternity, which is beyond time and space. It's beyond this world and this life. I'm going to have I'm going to have eternal life with him. I'm going to live with him in the life that he lives. Now, uh, a lot of people take that too far to mean that I'm like God or that I'm in in an essence uh, similar to God. That's not true. But I do get the opportunity to live as he lives in eternity. Uh, He said, those, Jesus said, those whom the father gives him, he gives them eternal life. And eternal life is defined as the life that God lives. And so I get to live as he lives. I get to walk with him in intimate relationship because I am like him. I know him. He knows me. He says, the the pains of death surround me. And we know that. We know that intimately. We know that deeply and sorrowfully throughout our lives. We encounter it many times. And uh, sometimes we encounter it very quickly and we feel the pains of death suddenly and we lose somebody that's very special and important to us. And uh, let me say this. The sovereignty of God is the place where you start and you end with that. And understanding that God is sovereign and that you're not your own, you're bought at a price, you're his. And understanding not only that, but your family members who are also, or your friends who are also believers, they're bought at a price also. And so even though they're your friends, they're God's um They're God's children. They're the ones God has bought with his own son's blood. And so his choice and his choosing as to when a person lives and how long they live and what they do and how they walk in the life that he's given them is his choice. And it's not ours. And sadly enough, we would love to for everybody to live forever. But the thing is, we do live forever. We live eternally forever. And you have eternality in you. You have a new human spirit that's eternal, and it has connection with the Holy Spirit, and it is perfect before God. And when you when you um, pass from this physical life, because death is a natural end to the physical life. I want to say that over and over again, because death is the natural end to the physical life. 
because death is the natural end to the physical life, God takes us and he says to be dead in the body is to be present with the Lord. And when we're dead in the body and present with the Lord, he gives us a new body. It is not flawed. It's not marred. It has no flesh that hungers after sin. And our soul or our heart and our mind are unveiled. <clears throat> really, I, I think of it like this. When we go before God, we won't be limited in our ability to think. Um, scientists believe that your mind, if it worked at full capacity because of the exponential increase of how much you, you can operate at, depending on how much your mind increases, most people uh, operate around 2 to 3% of mental capacity. If you do that out, the exponential work out. Our minds, if they worked at full capacity, would work at one, would work at one with 50 zeros behind it times the capacity that we work at now. So see, a lot of people ask, well, are you, we going to know somebody in heaven? We're going to know, I was even asked this week by my niece, are we going to know people in heaven? Yeah, you're not only going to know people, you're going to know everything. You're going to be fully known. And you say, I don't want everybody to know everything about me. I don't want them to know my sin. I don't want them to know my, all my failures. Here's the cool thing about God. When you see life from God's perspective, which is perfectly, when you see uh, everything fully as it is, you see it from God's perspective. And how does God view us? He views us with grace. He views us full of grace and love and mercy. And you know what? People are going to be able to see your, your failures and your sin, and they're going to glorify God for it. They're going to glorify God uh, for your life and who you are because you're uniquely made and you're uniquely chosen to glorify him. And sometimes in life, we want in the temporal or the very momentary, and remember our lives are just so short, some of them are shorter than others, in the temporal and in the momentary, we get so focused on, I don't want to lose what I have. I want to grab hold of them. And so sometimes that causes us to grab hold of our children and, and not want to do the things that cause them to be mature and grow and be adults. And so that 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 hurts them in some ways. And then we when I when I have our grandchildren, we will grab hold to them and hold on to them. But we fail to realize that everyone in our life, especially those who are his children, who who become become a part of his kingdom, who are co-heirs with Christ, we fail to realize that they're God's first, and he gets to decide. He gets to decide how we're going to glorify him. He gets to decide how we're going to walk with him. He gets to decide how we're going to live our lives and walk on this earth, and he gets to decide when they end. He said, he says quite clearly in scriptures, God has numbered your days past which you cannot go. And notice, who's the decider there? It's God. God decides those things. And we bought, you know, David earlier in an earlier psalm says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. I, I would say to you that you walk through the valley of the shadow of death all the time. I heard of a young man dying locally just yesterday. It's tragic. It's sorrowful. And we do walk in the valley of the shadow of death. We walk in a place where uh, death is so prevalent and so alive and real. But death is just the natural end to the physical life. And it's the beginning of understanding and walking in the fullness of the eternal life that God has given us. It is not a loss. It's a becoming. It's a becoming of what you were originally made to be. And what you were originally made to be is God's very, very, very best to walk in him in perfection, to walk in, walk in his presence in full understanding and full knowledge, and to know him and to worship him for who he really is.
and he is far above, even when we are perfect before him, he will be so far above us, and yet so close and intimate to us. And a lot of times when you are around death, and I know believers who deal with people who are struggling with that, because obviously as life goes on, we struggle and we, we deal with people who are, who are dying and who are facing the death of loved ones that are older. It's tragically also facing the death of, of loved ones that are younger and much younger. And as we face those things, as we go and look those things dead, look, we look death in the face and we're all going to do it. When we go do that, we do it in fear. And as believers, I think it's important. It's important that we come to terms with, we come to terms with death because death to, to God is sweet for his uh, saints. Once he's come to the, once you've reached the fullness of the life that he's planned for you, then he harvests you. He brings you to him. And it is sweet to him because now you're no longer struggling with the sin of this world. You're no longer struggling with the pain of this world. You're walking in life, real life, eternal life, the life that you were always meant to have. And once we can get past that fear and get past that anxiousness that, that grabs grips our hearts. And let me tell you, it grips hard. And I've, I've been in the room when many have passed away and I've been in, in around family members. As this goes on, that fear of death grips us, but it's not, it, it has no power and it has no sting. And as believers, if we'll come to terms with that early, if we'll come to terms with that in our own life, we can be a source of hope. We can be a source of encouragement. We can be a source of love and power to those who are struggling with it as they uh, as they face it, come nose to nose with death. And we can be the one who lifts them up, who puts our hands around, our arms around their waist and hold them up. And, and we're the ones who, who can walk through uh, that struggle and that pain with them and allow them to see the goodness of God that comes from it. And people say, I just don't think they think there's anything good about good about someone dying. And let me tell you something. There is something good about someone dying. It started out with Jesus and he died on the cross for us. And he said he didn't go there. He didn't go there uh, as a hostage. He went willingly. He, he said, I, I'm, I'm, I, I look forward to this. I, I, I've been waiting for this. And why? Because ultimately his death brought about eternal life for us. And ultimately that brings about once we have passed away, it brings about the power of God manifest fully and completely in our lives in eternity. And listen, we're going to live on the earth with him for a thousand years. It's not like uh, we're going away from the earth forever. We're going to be a part of, we're his creation. We remain his creation. Just because he gives us eternal life doesn't mean we don't remain his creation. We do. We're his creation to glorify him. And so <clears throat> what I'd say to you today is, and I know I've, I've just uh, sidetracked myself, but I do know that it's a, it's a pertinent and it's a prescient issue for today. The pains of death surround me and the pains of Sheol lay, lay hold of me. I found trouble and sorrow. And then I called upon the name of the Lord. He said, O oh Lord, I implore you to deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Notice, he says, I face death. I've seen trouble and sorrow all around me. I've come face to face with that. And he, he said, and what did I do? What was the answer um, when I faced trouble and when I faced the, the very real issue of death? What was the answer for me? He said, I called upon the name of the Lord. 
See, he says, I go to the one who's the author of life, and I go to the one who figured out and made life, and I ask him, I searched him out for his purposes and his will and his way. And when he said, I did that, what he, what he said, he said, I implored him to deliver my soul because your soul is the one that's in pain and anguish over this. Your emotions and your mind, your cardia and your suco, they are the ones that are in the struggle as we face death. He said, what does God do? He, I implored him to deliver my soul. And he said, he's gracious and right. He's righteous. He says, and the Lord perseveres the simple. Notice, I don't understand totally what his will is, but what does he do for us? He perseveres us. He, he's the one that makes sure that we make it through this time. And let me tell you, if we're going to be the presence of God in the world, we're going to have to deal with it with people who are dealing with death. We're going to have to deal with death ourselves. And sometimes it's very hard to come to terms with that. It is very hard to come to terms with death and what it means and how it works. But notice, when we face it, he says, the Lord perseveres the simple. He says, I was brought low, and he saved me. He says, I, I dipped down when I felt when I faced that death and that fear and, and that troubling of the heart. He said, I, 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 I dove low, but what did he do? He lifted me up. He saved me. Return to your rest, O my soul. For the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. He's been good. He's been good. And uh, he's been really good. And he's been really good to all of us to allow us to live even one second in our sinfulness. He's been very gracious and long-suffering to us. And you know what? Our lives are a hand breath before him. We're here today and gone tomorrow. And what a wonderful opportunity he is to glorify him. And I would say to you today that as you go out in the world and many of us are going to, many of us are going to face death today. We're going to see it. We're going to struggle with it. Many of us are going to do that today. I would say to you, as you face that and deal with that, you were placed there for a reason to be in the heart of God at work in this world. And if you are around somebody who's face to face with death, your job is to be a word of encouragement to them to be the presence of God just by being with them. Oftentimes, the things unsaid are as important as the things that are said. And so many times, we shy away from the troubles of this world when God has made us to stand in their presence and be the light that he made us to be. And that doesn't always mean that you have to say anything. But when you say something, when you say something about the death that is so prevalent and so present. When you say something, God moves in it. God speaks through you. He encourages, he lifts up, and he also opens up people's minds to his truth. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.